How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. 25 minutes down in front of 4 o'clock here at News Talk, 830-WCCO. And we still have a lot of show coming up for you. We'll go outdoors. Steve Carney will join us. Following the news and weather at 4 o'clock, Jess Myers from the Rink Live will get up to date. College hockey. And we should point out the Minnesota Golden Goal for men, a huge win at Penn State, clinching the regular season title. We'll talk Golden Goal for women's hockey as well with Jess. And then at about 4.30, State Girls Hockey Tournament takes over the Excel Energy Center on Wednesday and Thursday. We'll break down the brackets at about 4.30 today. Timberwolves, Kevin Lynch, Valley Sports North, Phil Miller, who covers the Twins, will join us at about 5.35. Right now, the Wild in the spotlight. Sarah McClellan joins us, covers for the Star Tribune. Uh, Sarah, good to visit with you. How have you been? I've been doing well. How about you? Yeah, good. Good to visit with you. Lovely day today. And the Wild got uh, key points and went all the way to a shootout. And they're able to take down the Dallas Stars two to one. They really needed that. Yeah, it's it's been kind of up and down lately. Obviously, more lulls uh, for the Wild recently, and it's really obviously clouded. You know, their playoff race. Um, you know, they've kind of been seesawing back and forth over that cut line in the Western Conference, and it's been a struggle overall. You know, since the All Star break, but obviously a dip before then as well. Before they won two in a row to go into their bye week and the All Star break, um, and you can see, you know, see that reflected in the standings. Like I said, with kind of the back and forth. Um, you know, the biggest issue has just been their lack of scoring, their lack of production at five on five. The power play is, has done, you know, pretty decently to, to provide goals, but their scoring at, you know, at five on five when they're at even strength has, has been a struggle. And you've seen that a lot of narrow losses. And that's how they've also won, too, though, is, is these two one games, um, you know, eking out in a shootout. Um, so the points are valuable, but still, obviously, it's a team that's kind of rounding into form right now um, as this playoff race continues. Yeah, and really a bright spot has been Philip Gustafson, a guy that they got to back up, Marc-Andre Fleury. And I think some fans would argue right now, Sarah, that uh, he deserves the lion's share of the play in that, that he has played well enough and certainly had a great game against the Stars on Friday night. He's been pretty airtight lately and obviously helped the Wild Bank some much-needed points of late, Um, you know, especially, like you said, in that shootout, most recently uh, to make, you know, 29 saves through regulation and, and into overtime and then stopped 
three out of four attempts in the shootout by Dallas. Um, Kind of very fitting for how he's played lately. Not a lot of pucks are getting behind him. But this is kind of how it's been pretty much most of the season for Gustafson since he and the Wild kind of turned the page on on a slow start. Um, You know, in the majority of his starts this season, he's given up, you know, just two or less goals. He's been pretty solid back there. And at a time like this right now when there hasn't been a lot of offense for the team, you know, that's really kind of been the benchmark that the Wild has needed to limit the opposition to to have a chance in these games is keeping it one goal games, low scoring, tight checking. And he's obviously really reinforced that style with his play. Um, not a very flashy goalie, but I think that's by design. He's a very technical goalie. Um, being in the right place at the right time is what works for him. He has, you know, what the teams describe as a very calm demeanor back there. And I think that's obviously suited the team. You can see the results. But especially this time of year when points are so valuable, um, you know, how tight this playoff race is, his style certainly seems to be suiting the team right now. And it sounds like the plan is for him to be back in net tomorrow when the Wild host Nashville in the afternoon at XL Energy Center. And uh, Matt Nays, his long homestand continues. And, uh, we, and I pointed out girls hockey coming into the Excel Energy Center this week. And then you've got other state tournaments, state wrestling, state boys hockey tournament. The Wild traditionally at this time of year spend a lot of time on the road. So when this homestand is over, and they've got a number of games on the road. But, uh, you know, the... This one's going to go down to the final week of the season. Uh, the, the Wild have put themselves in a spot now where every game, every point is a big deal. Yeah, they're very much on the bubble right now. And sure. so you're right. This It looks like this could be a photo finish. But, you know, having said that, too, I, I think these points, just even closing out this homestand, um, could be really telling. You know, after they play Nashville, Los Angeles comes to town, and then they go on the road for a pair before they come back for two more at home. And all of that is still leading up to the NHL trade deadline on March 3rd. So there is still a little bit of a runway here for, for the team to perform before that big decision day in the league for how teams might want to alter and change their roster. But, um, you know, maybe it feels kind of early. It's still kind of mid-February, but I, I don't think so. I, I think the way this race has been shaping up in the Western Conference, um, you know, I think these points right now could be some of the most valuable. And in hindsight, you know, we might look back as, as February as a real turning point in deciding the wild state. So, um, you know, yeah, there's there's quite a few games left. There's all of March and some of April, but I think right now the hockey could be some of the most important that the Wild will play. Sarah McClellan covers the Wild for the Star Tribune, joining us on the John Schuster Coldwell Banker Hotline. After the game last night, uh was learned the, the Wild were involved in a three-team deal in the Wild ultimately uh, net a draft pick and all of that. Yeah, it was a three-team deal, you know, kind of a situation where the Wild helped broker the deal by eating up some contract. Obviously, Ryan O'Reilly's contract part of it. Um, He ultimately goes from St. Louis to Toronto. The Wild nets a draft pick back in return. And, you know, it, it really is a deal that kind of enables them to leverage their cap space. And you might think, well, you know, I've been hearing the Wild don't have a lot of flexibility financially. They have these 
buyouts of Zach Parise and Ryan Suter. And, and that is true. You know, the big picture hasn't changed. But right now, the team in season has some flexibility. Um, and so this is a deal that obviously taps into that. It doesn't eat up a lot of their flexibility. They still have quite a bit of wiggle room where they could still add at the deadline. That's still an approach this team could take to bring somebody in. Obviously, looking beyond this season, it does get tighter. You know, the flexibility and their spending power on their books does lessen. But right now, there there is room to spend. And so, you know, maybe another deal like this comes along where they could, like I said, leverage and use their space to help facilitate a deal. Or, again, they, they do have the means to, to acquire. Um, but a few more weeks to go, like I said, around two weeks before the deadline so there's still time for the team to obviously make a statement, too, with, with its performance on the ice. And what, what about the idea? There, there's been some and, and a lot of buzz on social media. And granted, uh, and, and Sarah, I'm sure you, you, you deal with this all the time, uh, strong opinions among the fans that maybe it's time to bring some of these kids back from Iowa and give them a shot. Maybe that'll uh, jumpstart this lineup and create a little bit more scoring punch with some energy from the kids. Well, we've seen that just recently. Obviously, Adam Beckman was called up this yep. week, and he played Friday against Dallas and had a steady showing. So we've seen it to that extent so far. Um but on the whole, this has been a mostly healthy forward group this season. So there hasn't been, you know, a lot of turnover. And, you know, but, you know, like you said, this team is, has been struggling to score. They make a change. They call up a player who's been playing very well in Iowa in the American Hockey League. He comes in and obviously the team wins, you know, Friday night against Dallas. So we, I, I think that is an option there. Um but again, the bulk of the lineup is here. The veterans are here. This is still most of the roster that'll be counted on, you know, probably the rest of the way to figure it out and figure out these scoring issues. Um, but it's obviously a tactic that the team has and one, like I said, that they utilized in bringing up Beckman and having him slot in the lineup Friday against Dallas. Do you think it's fair, and I know this came up a, a lot, you know, the, the Kevin Fiala thing is kind of hanging over the team again that, you know, could have been, might have been the scoring punch this, this club needed. It simply didn't work salary-wise for the Wild at the time. And I, I know that's hindsight, but that seems to be another name that keeps coming up and uh, is a bit of a thorn in the side of general manager Bill Guerin as well. I think it'll keep coming up, you know, because of the way that Fiala has obviously continued his career in Los Angeles. And you're right, in light of the scoring struggles that the Wilds yep. have had, um, you know, you're right, the money didn't make sense at the time. There wasn't a way to afford him at that point in time with the way their books were structured, with the way that the, you know, how many and the cost of the contracts that were currently on the Wild. Um, so that's, you know, I think an isolation of a moment in time, a snapshot of where the wild were. Uh, but you're right. And I think, you know, that comparison is always just going to linger. But I think it just kind of hammers home and reinforces the fact that this isn't the same team as last season. And this isn't the same team that had that offensive jump last season, especially, you know, with the comeback wins and being able to erase deficits in the third period, a very dramatic 
entertaining, but obviously offensive fueled style of play. And this is a team that this season, when it's had success, has just been very different. It's been the low scoring. It's been the 2-1. It's been the shootout wins. Um, It's been a very more maybe economical style compared to last season. But I think that is indicative of the personnel shift and who isn't no longer here and who is. And so um, it is very much a new season and a new team. And I think Fiala's exit has only reinforced that. And I think in time through the season, we've seen that this team has kind of figured out that it's different and it has to play differently than it has in the past to win. And when they've strayed from that identity, you see the slumps. And when they've held true to how, you know, how they need to play to win, the results have been there. Well, Sarah, always good to visit with you. A matinee tomorrow. Uh, Once again, 1 o'clock start in St. Paul, uh, the Wild and the Predators. Thank you. Take care, Steve. All right, Sarah McClellan does a great job on the beat for the Star Tribune. Why? Why? If you have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them, with more coming in. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future in vehicles, and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified, diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you, a hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyond zero. Toyota, let's go places.